it's Maya and Tashaya, and we doing some really growing shit. shit. Boom! <laughs> this is the first time that we're doing the intro. Just roll with it. But happy Valentine's Day! Happy Valentine's Day! I'm calling it self love day. Okay, so it's not just about romantic today. It's about loving yourself, loving your friends, loving your family. So that's what vibe we on today. I call it Single Awareness Day for some. Exactly. It's Single Awareness Day, but I also call it, I don't know, I see it as a, a social construction, a capitalistic construction for people to just buy into all of these candies and companies and shit like that. Exactly. When I'm like, you can love somebody every single day. Exactly. People will say, like, it's not supposed to just be Valentine's Day, it's every day. So if your man only giving you gifts on Valentine's Day, what he doing the rest of the year, okay? Mm. You need to show up more than just on Valentine's Day. Mm. But today is really about showing up for yourself. Self love. Self and self love is really important because my thing is I always tell people like if you can't love yourself, how do you expect to love somebody else? Exactly. They always say like you can't give from an empty cup. So yeah, you can't give that like you can only love people as much as you love yourself. Mm-hmm. And it, and it's really crazy because it's like, where do you feel like your self love journey starts? Do you feel like it starts like? After you have that realization, like, I don't need no nigga no more. Do you feel like that's always just, like, it's been working since day one? Like, since you've been on this earth, you've been always loving yourself unconditionally. Um, I think just naturally, especially just being a black woman, it comes in waves. And, like, I can remember Mm -hmm. times, especially, like, I think as a kid, I always feel like what you are in, like, elementary school is one of your peers' selves. Mm -hmm. Like, I just remember being really happy. I feel like I loved myself more. I was singing. I didn't care. You know, I felt more confident. And, you know, everybody's story is different. But I think once you start getting to those middle school, high school ages, that's when you start questioning things. Oh, yeah. Because what you see in media. So it's like, I think for me, I really, like, my grandma my mom would be like, Oh, you're so beautiful. And I would be like, really? Like, I couldn't feel it. That's not... Oh, my God. I couldn't feel it. It didn't didn't click. I'm like, when I look at myself, I see my bags under my eyes and mm-hmm. I see my I my baby fell under my arms I see my thick thighs that are being celebrated today mm-hmm. and I didn't understand how was this considered beautiful mm-hmm. and that's on a further subject of my worth which I had to really unlearn even in the past year and I'm still unlearning is that my worth was tied to the validation of men. Mm. And that is very dangerous because their love comes and goes and you have to be consistent with yourself. Oh, no, most definitely. Like, I can can speak from the perspective of being a a homies girl, you know? I didn't date none of the guys I was friends with. I was always just a single friend. And I always questioned, like, why have I been single this whole entire time? I was just comfortable being a friend, low-key. And then people kept telling me, oh, you're not living your life because you're not dating. And I'm like, okay, what does it mean to date? I never got that definition of what it means to date, what it means to just hang out with people. Because I was just mm-hmm. wanting just social interactions. I wasn't trying to be these niggas' girlfriends or nothing like that. I was like, shit. Right. I hate you cool. I'm cool. It would be awkward when they started getting coupled up. When yeah. my homies get girls and I gotta sit there and be like, okay, I tell the home girl I don't want I don't want him. I, yeah, it's like right. it's like you have to actually 
manage like how you navigate yourself in your relationships because it's like yeah me and my homie is close like that just because you came along i don't know what to do it's like yeah it's how it's navigating that and it's like they it's almost like they go away and they have their person and you're like when when is it gonna happen for me Mm -hmm. like and i think even i remember in college i don't know if you remember but i remember we were like my sophomore year and I was just like crying one day and I was just like, damn, I don't, I feel like I'm gonna be alone for mm-hmm. a very long time. And I don't understand why am I not good enough to be liked. And I didn't, and I felt that through high school and I started having more interactions with dudes as I got through college and then past college. But I think sometimes it's just that thought of we have to make sure that we don't attach our worth to somebody else because you're gonna continue to go on roller coasters. And that's the thing about life. When the dude's gone, I dealt with breakups this year, dealt with them in all kinds of capacities. <laughs> when the man is gone, you're still there. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you, you still have your mind. Nobody knows what's going on up in there but you. And like at the end of the day, you're going to be with yourself on your journey. When they're gone, when the dudes are gone, when your friends are booed up, mm-hmm. they can't help you in those low moments when you're lonely at night wanting to cuddle, buddy. You feel me? No, they can't. They, I, treat, I treat relationships like jobs. Mm-hmm. You need to have experience in order to get if you want to get a good job you got to get good experience you got to right. get experience to work with the connections and so for me i'm sitting here like i want a good job but mm-hmm. i ain't even got fucking hired yet i can't even get no i can't yeah. even get one of uh, people i talk to and they be like oh you know your time is coming your time is coming what bus stop do i gotta sit on <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel because i mean just to throw it out there because this is something i think about what do you how do you feel about just like divine timing mm-hmm. and that sometimes the real reason i mean just to think we thought that's hard to swallow things aren't coming along or that person isn't there yet that person that you're supposed to love is because it's a matter of alignment right mm. like there's still things in us that we have to heal and get ready for to be ready and when that person comes we're gonna understand that it was supposed to happen at that time you're gonna understand like, why it divine took so timing mm-hmm. like do you feel like there's things in you that are like okay i still need to get this shit together so i'll be ready oh of course of course i do say that i do say you have to be mentally ready before you hop into a relationship that's on that you can't you can't be going through shit and then lean on this person to build you up all nine times out of ten because it's like like you were saying you can't rely on this person to build you up you can't rely on the person to build your it's happiness you. it's all you you're in all you're in charge of your own emotions and so I do kind of relate to divine timing because I mean there have been some people where I'm just like why are you still around in my life Mm -hmm. and I question it but also I respect them because they're still good genuine people like I do not disregard genuine connect but even with friends even with relationships you gotta take breaks with them too sometimes Mm -hmm. because you gotta either focus on your love like growing up was I was too much of a giver person empath who wanted to be friends with everybody yeah that I ended up not knowing who the fuck I was on the inside yeah you lose your own identity so I had to almost take some time after college like I wasn't dating I wasn't doing nothing I had to figure out who the fuck was Tashaya? Mm-hmm. Who am I? Because it's been a minute since I've talked to her a minute. Mm-hmm. And so it's like my inner child is really what comes out when I'm home. It's my creativity. Mm-hmm. It what comes out with really grown shit. And so it's like when you don't have that chance to tap in with your creativity, it's like where do you go? Where do you go to de-stress? Where do you go to just say, okay, I'm back to myself? Yeah, and those are forms of love too. And I think some people... I think in life, we have to figure out what are things that bring us joy, what are things that bring us love, because sometimes I feel like I grew up and it was like, okay, when when homeboy comes along, that's going to be the solution. Mm. And sometimes people take relationships as a sort of magic potion. Sometimes people, even 
relationship with God or the love for God thinking he's some genie. And a lot of the stuff <laughs> is really, like, real talk. Like, a lot of the stuff is really inner. Like, mm-hmm. why do you think the key to happiness, the key to joy, the key to peace is self-love? Because, like I said, at the end of the day, not to make us seem isolated, you only got you. People mm. only know how to help you as much as you tell them. People can only be there for you as much as you tell them. So the things that you're saying in terms of getting into your creative side, tapping into you, those are part of the love journey as well. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you're not tapped into that, if you don't create an identity for yourself outside of the context of romantic relations, then that's not going to follow you. Because when you're in that situation, now your life is going to be this dude. Exactly. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's going to, or your partner. And it's like, who are you? Like, sometimes you got to ask the question, like, who is Maya? Who Who mm. is Tashaya? I mean, if somebody asked you that, what, what would you say? If they're like, who are you? Who's Tashaya? A badass motherfucker. That's <laughs> on that. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just having that confidence, but also it's like, it's having that confidence and having that just self-identity in retrospect. Like, you don't, when I was younger, I had, I would lean on people to tell me what what I was. I was like, so, like, what kind of person would you say I am? Would you say I'm an empath or empath? Because I can't tell. Because mm-hmm. I was always a person who was just social. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing a lot of self-reflection mm-hmm. when I was younger. And now as I've gotten older, it's like the importance of self-reflection. You're going to have to. You have to. You have to reflect back on everything because everything's going to happen to you so fast. Shit, you're going to wonder why you're crying one day. Yeah, that's trauma. <laughs> yeah, it's coming back for you. And just to even talk about that, I know we're going to talk a little bit about just like that post-grad and the feelings you have mm-hmm. and just in general how all these things, these things, this, these suppressed feelings come up. And it's so interesting that I'm learning, I'm pushing the alone part, but it's like I'm really noticing that adulthood is a solo journey. And I mean that of like even if I even if I had the kids, if I had the 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 husband, whatever, the partner, at the end of the day, it's me. You know what I mean? Like you even think about school, right? You yeah. have friends say you're procrastinating on something. They're getting their work done. I used to notice no matter how much my friends was getting their work done, that wasn't gonna make my work get done. Exactly. Poof. Like people over here talking to um, professors. I'm not. I'm not going to office hours. You know what I mean? Like. And I think sometimes, even with my dreams, like right now, I'm really trying to focus on grad school. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, nobody's going to write the application. No. People aren't pushing me like they used to in high school. It's me. You got to push yourself. And the, the, the longer we know that, I guess people look at it even in the spiritual sense that life is really a solo journey and we have guides along the way. And your friends are guides around you. You know what I mean? Like your friends are people and something that I've seen, they're really a reflection of you. Absolutely. They're almost like your opposites. I can look at my friends and be like, oh, I'm close. I'm actually, I talk, I'm talkative like this person. My reserve side's like this person. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're mirrors of you and they're trying to show you things about yourself that you need to work on, improve, or embrace. Exactly. So it's it's really interesting how life works, I would say. No, it's completely amazing. It's amazing how life works because at the end of the day, it's like you are grateful for the people that are brought into your life and it's like okay it makes sense now for example us living together yeah living together i didn't expect us to still be friends i mean i always knew we was gonna be great friends but i was like <laughs> i didn't expect it but i you know it's like you just don't know from you like, don't know yeah. you never you don't know at that time like how relationships are going to blossom or bloom what go direction they're going to go into and yeah that's honestly the main thing it's like why self-love is always important because as long as you know how you feel you can always 
always understand that, yeah, there's always going to be someone who else cares about me as well. Exactly. And I think sometimes we need to learn. Because, I mean, I'm not going to lie. 20, 20s is, what they say, 20s is ghetto. Like, it's hard yeah. out here. Mentally, like, I could feel like it's, I'm really growing, but it's tough. It doesn't feel comfortable. It's not always joy. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of pain you work through and feelings. But you just got to have that hope. Because I'm like, I'm just learning that a lot of it is like, a lot of it, you know, is in here, in the mind. It's in your mind. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, it's like when it's in your mind, you have to take you. That's when you reflect. Mm-hmm. You take that time journal. to reflect. You journal. You do all these other activity just to get that stuff out your mind. Because one, th- I, one thing I had to learn, like in this quarantine, is that I do. I'm my worst biggest critic. Mm-hmm. And my thing is that, with that being said, I will beat myself up in my head so much about a situation that I that hasn't even played out yet. Exactly. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, you know what? This situation could all be avoided if I just open my damn mouth and say what the fuck I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I believe that too. Like, as much as I say it's a solo journey, it's also very much like God wouldn't have made more than one person if we weren't supposed to lean on each other. Mm. Like, and we're all supporting each other in some way. And when you speak, when you talk about your situations, you bring life to them and you're able to take them out of here and put them into the world into the atmosphere and let it let it do what it do you know Mm -hmm. what i mean because you never know how much you can impact and i know we were talking about mental health before on here and i was talking about how how i deal with depression and i remember i was at church and i gave a testimony about what i was dealing with as soon as i started feeling better and it was about like 10 people came up to me after and was like, wow, thank you for sharing your story. Mm. My daughter's going through it. An older lady, when I was in my 30s, 40s, I went through depression. It's crazy. Like if I never would have spoke up or said nothing, then there wouldn't be that. So sometimes we need to learn the, the beauty and vulnerability mm. and being vulnerable. And like, I see you, you see me. You know what I mean? Like, I see your heart, you see my heart. Let's see each other for who we really are and grow and blossom together. And that's on that. And I feel mm-hmm. like, and that's, it's like a catch 22 about the pandemic. Mm-hmm. We've been stuck in this house for all this time. So I've been very, very vulnerable. This is what really grown shit is all about my vulnerability. <laughs> Yeah. And so it's this stage of like becoming open and also aware of yourself at the same. Mm-hmm. I'm just speaking to the audience, but instead I'm like, wait, I'm really just talking to myself. Hold on. Let me re- re- reflect back on what I just said. Yeah. But mostly that's, I say within this pandemic, I mean, it's been a whole last year. Can you believe that? That's crazy. Yeah. I think so. I guess that started <laughs> happening in February. I know March 17th was when I got the call like for my job. I was like, it's over. You it's know? like, it's over. And that was like, like and that that was a kick in the butt but like since then like full-time job now mm-hmm. updates like blessings and the summer i got uh, upgraded to assistant director at my job oh you got a summer. promotion yeah a pro- that's a little what you do. but that's- then but it's it's crazy just like where you see yourself and how adaptable we are as people you know what i mean like you know some of the gains we've seen even in our own community in the black community having people protest hopefully that stuff keeps on going it it ain't just a a couple days and weeks like this is our lives it's a conversation piece you know black lives are actually just like we keep moving and shaking every damn day but i am just very upset that they gave us the shortest month okay like february 28 days yeah it ain't right (laughs) 
the thing too, like I kind of hate how we're in a pandemic with it because I'm like, I need to find the Black History Month turnips. Like I need somewhere to go, something to do, get to some Black History Museums. Cause I feel like people have not been talking about it. No, they're not. All. No, they're not. I want to say with social media and then like the internet, I it's a catch twenty two because you can just zone out of the shit that you don't want to see. Mm-hmm. You will zone out of the shit of the important shit that you don't want to know. You see why people don't watch the news as much as they should. Exactly. Mm. So selective with it. But how do you feel, I guess, relating to just back to like our topic of self-love and just loving on ourselves, how do you feel like being a black woman, how does that like interplay? Like, you know what I mean? How has that journey been trying to find that as a black woman? Mm. I feel like as a black woman, it's very, it's very multifaceted. I'll Mm -hmm. say that. It's a lot of elements where your blackness might be con- your blackness and your femininity do kind of contradict it. I wouldn't say contradict but I mean like in certain elements where you might be pushed in two different directions Yeah, and you're like okay where do I go? But also at the end of the day it's like I say it is a individual experience as well like yeah. it's you can't tell a person how to be black. Yeah. So you definitely can't tell a person how to be a woman. How I live my life or how the world is work how the world is working. I'm honestly happy every time I see black people out in the streets moving and shaking because I'm like I know that's right. Cause yeah. I, cause I know that's right. I know that's right <laughs> because shit. That's my my thing is that everybody has their own space in this revolution. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there are the people who are going to be the movers and shakers. There are going to be the people like myself talking shit over a microphone. There are going to be people who actually have the platforms to be a face. And I say that for me personally, I'm grateful to know my identity in this whole global revolution. I call it a revolution, okay? It's, sure. it's a revolution right now. You can't stop the, the revolution. revolution. <laughs> no, you can't. And it really, when it keeps going, I'm really just sitting here, I'm like, okay, so it actually just actually influences my creativity. Like, it influences me to actually want to show off more. I don't know why, but it's like, it's, see, it's weird because blackness is so unapologetic. But when I see other people being portraying their unapologeticness, I want to do it too. But at the same time, it's like, I could just be doing this nonchalantly. Why do I have to wait for my my niggas to come out and do it too? I'm just like, nah, we all can do it seven days a week type of thing. Why do we have to wait till one person starts it? Exactly. So you feel like, if anything, being like a black woman, it kind of gives you more confidence too. Absolutely. Identity, yeah. Absolutely. I want to say, I want to say when I was young, when you're around black women in back in the 90s, I don't know what it is back in the day in the 2000s, it was all your representation politics and it was mm-hmm. where it's like, I would question a lot of things, but I would just always just, let me just stay back because I really don't know what's going on. I'm really just a kid. Yeah. And then now as we've gotten older, you know, it's like, fuck respectability politics. Like, I'm a woman, I'm gonna act like this. I'm a woman, I'm a black woman, I'm gonna do this. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, whatever happens, it's all you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I I think like for me in that experience it's been it's been like a it gives me strength because I was raised by like really strong black women where I know the people push back on the strong black women but I would say they were strong very courageous black women mm-hmm. um like my grandmas and just like like my grandma there's some things I thought to do you know with dudes or begging or whatever and they're like we don't come from that breed of women yeah so it's like coming from like those type of women who really stick up for themselves and really have a certain dignity and strength like my grandmother's being single mothers and my mom was a single mother at once but just really hard workers and i and all my friends have always been black women like Mm -hmm. all of them 
Like, if I have guy friends more so now, a couple of them, but in terms of, like, who holds me down, it's always been black women. It's so, my sister, sister. Yeah, so a lot of my, like, formation of self, we go through similar things, and I found so much beauty in just our versatility, advocating for us, and it just gives me, like, a great identity. I wouldn't want to be anything or anyone else, like, just... Just how we look, how we feel, like, the way we encourage each other, like, the moves we make being the most educated, uh, demographic, the fastest growing entrepreneurs. Like, we have so many we can change. We, we can change our hair, like, every damn day. Exactly. That's, and I think for me, just dealing with, like, being an advocate, just even in my own privileges, mm-hmm. like, being, like, lighter skinned and learning how does my identity fit in that role. Mm-hmm. And you know like, what I mean? How do I feel or how do I connect when I can't? Some experiences I don't have, but just respecting people's voices and speaking up where I need to. Mm-hmm. Figuring know? out where you can be an advocate sometimes. It's like, okay, even though, I, yeah, I made it in this room, but how can I affect the people who didn't make it in this room? Exactly. Okay. So, yeah. So that's kind of like, I would say, just with that, of really just growing in that love. And you were saying things about just being a creative and having that role in the revolution. And I'm like, that really made me think. I think sometimes when I'm not tapped into myself more, showing that love for myself, it comes a lot of times when I'm not tapped into my creativity. Mm. So as a singer, I need to be making music. You know what I mean? I need to be creative. Like even I like to express myself even through clothes. Mm-hmm. Want to do that more? And I think just seeing the importance of like music, like starts revolutions. It's the voice of it Absolutely. at times. Like. People seeing as they protest, and I even think back to like even during slavery, the importance of like Negro spirituals and how that was some of the through the songs they were saying paths to to start revolutions and to to start things and shake things up. So of course, yeah, I, I feel like there's something coming, something different about the conversations that we're having, the intersectionality of our conversations. So this is a good time to, a good generation to be in to evoke some change. And I think that's so important too in life is to have like a bigger purpose, a bigger reasoning, like a way that we connect to the world around us. Mm -hmm. Because if you just live your life for yourself, it feels bland. You know what I mean? Like people got to figure out like, just I say those, like just figure out like, how do I attach to the world? How do I attach to what's going to happen how am i going to be a part of change how am i going to impact what am i going to do to make that and if your field isn't doing like if you feel like you're not connected to that part in yourself mm-hmm. dig dig deeper i encourage people to dig deeper because you never know what you're capable of a lot of people who've, who've accomplished a lot of greatness they probably didn't think they were going to do half the stuff hell did. yeah i could speak on that from 100 percent. like for example like when i first came out of college i was talking about how i wanted to go into talent agencies right mm-hmm. now all of a sudden i've decided to fucking create clothes and customize and design shit now and i'm over here mm-hmm. going into a, a direction i didn't even think about going to after college yeah it right it brings all these questions and it also just makes you realize like you know what there's another plan for me than what I just had. Like, if my mama tells me this shit all the time. She says, if you tell God your plans, you're going to make him laugh. Because you just never know. And you know, because you never know. You never know what's going to happen. And you're just like, oh. Yeah, and I think sometimes, like, one thing that's so important is to realize that you can be good at more than one thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not always about, I think maybe older generations, it was like one 
job for this many years. We're very multi-talented. And it's like, yes, you might love to sing, but you probably love education too. I'm like speaking on myself. Like, I love youth, but I also love fashion. I love organizing. I love creativity. I love, and I say organizing, like I like to organize clothes mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't be doing the best of it, but... <laughs> I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, I love to spark conversation. I love this. Like, you can go into multiple things. And that's the thing about yourself. You grow and you learn who you are. And you might go in directions you didn't even know. It's all about exposure and where you put yourself. What rooms you put yourself in. Like, what doors are you opening for yourselves? What doors are you keeping closed? You just mm-hmm. never know. It, the reason why I started laughing is because you brought up exposure. And so I was like, I started thinking about black women and exposure. And I started thinking about, t- I don't know why online dating came for me. Mm-hmm. I thought, because I, I was kind of one of the first times, I kinda, like, besides social media, that was kind of one of the next times I put myself out there. Mm-hmm. I was like, shit, I don't know. I can't date nobody out in the streets. I said, all oh, y'all don't like to talk. So let me just see how this works online. Yeah. It's Valentine's Day. And I just like to talk shit about how dating. I don't know. Yeah. I just like to talk shit about dating. And it's crazy because it's like I'll go on these so damn these dating night dating sites and the way they just be talking to be crazy. I'm like, damn, y'all ain't never been around black people. What's your craziest um, conversation you had? Oh my goodness, I think what was it? This one guy. I, this was back when I was in the Bay, and, the, and I was on Hinge. And Hinge is that app where the people that like you, you could see that first. You don't you don't focus on like oh there's a match. You already have somebody who says, hey, I like you, and you see that already in your notifications. Yeah. And so I would just be getting all these little fraternity boys talking about, oh, my God, who'd always say my name wrong? Hi, Tasha. Their phone just autocorrects to Tasha. Oh, God. They weren't trying to fix it. And they weren't trying to fix it or nothing. So they'd be coming up in here like, Tasha, you ever been with a white boy before? And I'm sitting here and like, nigga, that's your first question? That's your first question? Going to online dating is just a whole different ballpark in general. Like, that's like... It is. Like, my parents did not teach me how to online date. They taught me how to regularly date. Regularly date. My parents <laughs> paranoid me with online <laughs> dating and talking about how I'm going to get kidnapped. My mother. But anyway, she's like, this is the latest story I heard on online dating. Damn, and how kid. Remember all those freaking uh, episodes and, like, shows where they'd be like, oh, I met a friend online, then you meet him, and it's a fucking actual predator. And it's like, oh, shit. Oh, like, catfish type situation? Not like catfish. Like cat fish and like, oh yeah meaning somebody crazy meaning somebody crazy you you don't know who you gonna meet i'm sitting here i'm like they can't do enough background checks on these people yeah i think for me with with the online dating like i've done it i've only had luck on hinge um tinder i'm like eh, it seemed weird i've done what about bl- bumble i've done black I did Bumble. I talked to one person. He didn't. T- he didn't DM back. <laughs> um, no, I was not. on everything. I was on Facebook dating. Terrible. Um, but no. And then I was on POF. I actually, Wait, Facebook has a dating app. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Or they have a dating inside of it. Oh hell! I met one of my guy friends on POS. That was crazy. Um, Plenty of friends. Yeah. So he was really <laughs> my friend. He like asked to come to my Thanksgiving dinner and then end up. Which was really random, and we end up being friends. Mm. Um, but no, I Hinge has been cool. I like Hinge because it's like you could kind of write about yourself. Like there's like captions, so you could say like what you like to do. I talk about I need somebody who's like about self love, of ding, course, ding, ding, and who's willing to like love themselves. Um, and I would say like even though like online dating is cool, like if I want something quick, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like I can go for it. 
But I think with him, they act like they want you, like, for real, for real, or it seems more serious, but then they end up being with the same BS. Some bullshit. Yeah. So I just noticed that. Like, I haven't found one good person on there. So, honestly, I do miss, or I wish I can get a little bit more of just organic meeting. Like, Mm. a friend of a friend, meeting at a party, meeting at a bar. My friend always says, you can meet him at the grocery store. And I'm at the grocery store. I'm like, I don't (laughs) see some old ladies and older men at the grocery store. Exactly. When I went to the grocery store, the person was telling me, happy Valentine's Day with somebody's daddy. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, no, sir, but thank you. I appreciate it, but I'm just now. I I don't know what it is. For online dating, I have the weirdest connection. I don't see regular men. Men in prison, what they jail for? And they be sitting here like, can I get a pen pal? And I'm sitting here, I'm like, oh. A pen pal. <laughs> you want a pen pal? Because I definitely can't send you nothing. That's it. <laughs> and you definitely can't send me nothing. I feel like POF be having some interesting, I don't, <laughs> need I say weirdos, like, they're like, okay, like, nah, I'm, I'm good, love, enjoy. Like, I, I gotta get up off of here, man. That is, that is literally, POF is I'm good, love, enjoy. You yeah. only go on there if you want a good laugh. One thing, topic I was thinking about kind of goes along with online dating and dating in general. How have you, like, the, like, the popular topic of ghosting? <laughs> I, like... It's actually sad. Like, a lot of situations I've been in have ended in that. Even relationships that I've been in that have ended. It turns into this ghosting thing. I'm like, what's up with that? Like, I don't know. It just bothers the hell out of me. And there's a show on it now, too. This is me. Okay. So, so I got into online dating through school. So, I had made a Tinder account for a class. I wasn't trying to link up with nobody. I was really doing case studies. So, it's like they actually told us, say these certain terms, have conversations with these people, pretty much see how their interest goes. My ass was not trying to link up with these motherfuckers. I was really just trying to get my grade and get in and out. So long story short, I was a ghoster. Oh. I was just doing this just for the purpose of the class. I mean, I was scared too. I was just like, I'm a child. I don't fucking know what I'm talking to. I don't know who's behind this screen. Yeah. But really you. And then when I finally made a freaking Tinder account to actually date, and I found somebody that wanted to date, this motherfucker ghosted me. Uh-uh. So the karma gets you when you least expect it, okay? That's one that's the really grown shit there. They ghost my ass like my name is Danny Phantom. Oh my god. It's crazy. Easy. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's like, I don't know. When I think about the reason behind it, I'm like, it's such a coward way to go out. Because it's like, instead of communicating that person, especially like if, say, you were in a talking situation mm-hmm. and it was more serious, like, it's like people act like they really care about you. They give you that respect. But then it's like, instead of speaking up and saying, I don't want to talk to you anymore, they go to this place to just like ignore you and then let you get the hint. And I feel like that's just so disrespectful. People, in terms of their maturity, they don't want to have those conversations. And it's really selfish. And I just wish it didn't exist. And I'm not saying it didn't exist in our mom's generation. But it seems like this generation is way too damn comfortable ghosting. I feel like back in the day when people would ghost each other, you had the poss- you had the, the likelihood of running into them again. Yeah. You know, for example, like, let's say you give somebody your wrong phone number. Mm-hmm. You might run into that motherfucker again and be like, hey, I ain't text you. You ain't text me. You know, that's the likelihood. Y'all just might be running in the streets. Small town. You know, that's how it goes. But with everybody online, the way Tinder works or all these sites, people would use these online dating sites and they'll just be in town for a weekend. So, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's like. Yeah, that's crazy you too. Do, you don't know how long. You don't know where the person they, is located They just at. in for a sneaky link. Oop. Oop. Like, no. Definitely not. For me, like. 
going forward, I don't know, like, I just want to really be intentional about who I date and not just go. Sometimes I feel like we get into situations from a place of loneliness rather than being ready. Of course. And I think, like, wanting to make sure I'm in a good place, I feel good. I feel like I can give to that person because I can feel anxiety when I'm talking to somebody. I'm like, I'm not ready for, like, shit. Like, yeah, like, you talking about uh, linking up. I was just trying to have a little conversation. I think, like, I would say for now on this self-love journey, just focusing on me, cutting, like, sometimes I pull up, I, like, download the dating apps, like, just confession, just to see who's looking, and then I delete it, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, I highly suggest for anybody, like, if you feel like you're kind of in a place of healing, you don't really know what's going on, or you feel like you need a break, to take, like, a clean break from, like, dating apps, everything, like, no contact with, like, any type of romantic thing, and just focus on yourself, Mm. and tap back in when you feel like you're in a good place, and that's really where I'm at right now, I'm like, I'm I'm gonna be over here till I'm real comfortable with with my guy. Oh, that's why I said, I was like, I had to delete all my apps until I said I was ready to actually be serious, because I was like, I keep playing games with these damn things, I'm like, "Uh uh-uh. I could be playing games, and I could have actually met my significant other, and I just go, and I just play games with his ass, and didn't even yeah, know Yeah, you just want to make sure you're in the right space mm-hmm. to receive it, and I'm like, I think sometimes with me, even with situations, like, loving situations, especially men, like, I just be so angry. Like, they just, I, like, it sounds crazy, but, like, sometimes they just make me angry. I'm like, how are you acting like this? How can you do this? How are you capable of this? And I just be mad. And I'm like, I need to, like... You be sitting here like, why are you so dumb? Yeah, like, why are you so disrespectful? Why are you so heartless? Where's your heart? Like, and I think, like, I don't I don't want to go into something and still have all that anger. Mm-hmm. That's just been the move. So. But at the end of the day, I mean, like, that's what friends are for, you know? It's like, that's what communication stands friends from. Friends are for... Period. <laughs> For real. So your friends help you with just even though self growth is an individual journey, and even though it's like you, even I always think of relationships like at an individual basis because sometimes they be sitting here like I don't want nobody in my damn business, but at the same time it's like I might need your help on a little bit of situation. Yeah, you can't do it on your own. You can't do it on your own. It's like it's always based off of who who got experience in the shit. Exactly, (laughs) and you never know what your friend can say to help you and. They say people need to put more effort into their friendships just as much as they put into romantic. Oh, absolutely. Because your friends, I know for me, sophomore year when I was going through my breakup, we got really close. And like, I just, I ended up getting really having good memories and you could have moments of happiness because, you know, instead of staying inside or Mm -hmm. not living life or not staying in, be present. Absolutely. Be be out with your friends, be present. That's why today, I'm like, I'm not going to mope on these, these niggas today. Like, we going out to dinner absolutely got my brownies like got the food gonna spoil my friends and just show like that type of love because those are the people that are really gonna be down for you and even if you're in a like a relationship it's only gonna be as strong as the ones around you like it's not good if your whole life is that person like you gotta have friends to bounce off of you gotta have time away from them gotta have your girl time your girl chat like exactly like you have to section all your shit off like just how 
Uh, niggas talk about they got a man cave and shit like that. We gotta have our shishin. You really hit it on the nail when you said it. It was like, at the end of the day, adulting is a solo, dolo journey. And as long as you understand what your life is individually, then whoever comes along is, is just a person who wants to just join your program. It. Yeah, like, we're all growing alongside each other. But if you think about the solo journey, if you think about, like, a, like a track meet, we're all running our own race. We're in our own lane. We're making our personal best, but we're all running side by side, like on the same journey called life. And to be honest, there's nothing new under the sun. Like what you go through, somebody else has probably been through. You never know who you can impact. You never know who you can help. So I definitely say put that into the world of just, you know, making goodness making good love good i news. love it thank you maya no problem I, I, can we do some like quick little manifestations affirmations ah! about self-love that we want to say just like of course of course you want to start this off oh yeah yeah i manifest for myself a love that is out of this world for myself one that is radical one that is beautiful i see that in 2021 and i manifest healthy relationships around me healthy romantic relationships and friendships that they may grow and for my affirmations i am healthy i am wealthy i am rich and a bitch (laughs) but really like like i am loved i am beautiful i deserve all that is good in this world and i have so much to give and i live in abundance okie dokie i manifest that all my loved ones are giving good and are giving good energy today you're blessed with good energy on this day i and manifesting that I get a love that is so is contagious. Ooh, a, a love that's con- that's contagious that I just sit there and say, you know what, I can still keep going with the shit on me. You know how it's mm-hmm. like you, I don't even care who's around me. Y'all gonna get this love too. Overflow. Overflow. I just got so many cups. I don't know what to do with love. But I also manifest a healthy love that's also just able for me to just blossom into the beautiful flower that I am today. Yes, beautiful. We love to see it. And we hope you guys are manifesting and affirming yourselves. If, if you got to talk to yourself, you are it. You are love. All y'all are love. You are all beautiful. You deserve the best the world that has to offer. And don't let anyone tell you less. Don't settle for nothing <laughs> but the best. And last question. Ow. What does really grown shit mean to you? Really grown shit means to me doing the hard things like really pushing through how we're talking about the times where I'm not feeling good about myself times where I'm not feeling enough um it really means really taking this journey to grow to heal to break generational curses to bring in a new generation and to create a legacy so it's really doing what I gotta do to grow up and be who I need to be. And that's all Mary period. had a little lamb, period. Thank y'all for joining to another episode of Really Ground Shit. It is your hostess with the most, it's Shia J, and we are signing out.